I feel so fatigued doing this. I feel like I want to take a nap or run away from myself. I want to take a nap. <laughs> this really necessary and really scary digging that I knew was gonna happen at some point. <sighs> knew that diving into this book would be diving into myself and the only way to do this properly is to rip open every corner of your life your feelings <clears throat> about your life actually the thing that I'm doing today this person who is technically a fictional character, the mother figure of this story, is inevitably crafted around me, my own experience, my own thoughts and feelings, because it's the only way I really know how to write is from a place of deep understanding. The only way to really develop a character is to find out who they are and who they've been and how they got here. So I'm, I'm doing the thing where I go through my old photographs of myself. I'm going through photos of me and essentially unearthing the versions of myself that I've really buried deep, deep down. It feels like a really painful process because because the thing that I've been struggling most with this year and everything that's happened and what a lot of I think the depression has been about is mourning it's really been a mourning of myself it's been burying me me's that I used to be, the me's that I really loved being. Oh, this is so hard. It's only painful because it was good. Mourning and grief is always about love. You wouldn't be sad lose something or someone if you didn't love them and the person that I'm talking about here is myself I really loved my life I did I really loved the I really loved the person I used to be I think this cry has been stuck inside of me for a long time and I think I knew if I Turn this microphone on, it would finally come out. And that's why I'm doing this. Because I really need to let this out. It's so hard to look at these pictures of myself. I look at them and I just don't see my eyes in my eyes. 
it's not like I'm looking at a stranger because I do still feel very, very much connected to who I used to be, um, especially going through this deep dive that I known I needed to do, that I knew was part of the process of building this character, is to do the hard, the hard research, just the research of how I got here. feels a, a little silly to say that this is research, but I do very much feel that it is because all of my characters, again, though they are fictional, are based in true um, either living or dead people. And if I'm writing this for me, then this is what I need to be doing for myself. This digging needs to happen. It's needed to happen. And I've been really avoiding it. Everything I've written today has been really laced with a lot of anger and resentment. And I don't think I want that. I, I think I need to just, I need to write these chapters about myself, the way they're coming out, and then maybe take a step back and rewrite them. Um, because everything is really got the hard edge to it. So the main character, this mother character, she used to be a photographer. I've always known that I was going to be sort of the catalyst because a lot of what I've wanted to write about is this place called the archive and I, it's all sprung from my past selves of wanting to be a photographer. I even called myself an archivist for a little bit. I really worked so hard on my career. I really thought that was going to be my life. It was the future that I saw for myself. I really believed in it. I really, really believed in this photographer that was going to do something special. I wanted to do something different. <sighs> these people, these people booked me. They paid me money. They put their trust in me. And I left. I had my own kids and I walked away. I, I did some really incredible work as a birth photographer. I loved, I loved being a birth photographer. Um, it's really hard and absolutely impossible to do with my current situation. I do sincerely hope that I can go back to it. When my kids are older, I hope I can. I just don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But anyway, she, she meets her husband, who is in the medical profession. He is the one. He's going to be the one that's, that's the... This is going to sound hard for me to say. 
So the, her husband, who she's going to meet when she's photographing a birth, is going to be a midwife, actually. Uh, I, I wrote his chapter, our chapter yesterday, about him, which I can share. I really did a little bit of research. I, at first, I wanted him to be an OBGYN. Um, it's actually something that I wanted to be when I was younger. When I was nine, ten years old, I was just watching a birth story on TLC all the time. And I thought I wanted to do that. It turns out I'm awful at math and science in anything medical, which is where the irony lies in that my husband makes his entire career out of being in an operating room in a hospital without windows all day long, every day. I put into Google, I said, are there male midwives? I, I was really curious to figure out um, if that's even a thing. I was once told that I was a midwife in a previous life. Um, I don't know, really, I'm still kind of figuring out if I believe in that stuff or not, but it feels really true. It feels real to me because I have this incredible bond to birth and I actually have had that bond to birth since I was really, really young and I do feel that I was born with it. So to be a mother is, is just a very soul-fulfilling role because it, it does resonate so deeply, I, I believe, even with my past. And so I wanted to introduce this male character who is defying that uh, stereotype of women uh, as midwives only. It is incredibly rare uh, and in fact is sometimes seen with some scrutiny. And so she's going to find him in the birth room when she's photographing a birth and that's where they're going to meet and they are going to have a really interesting and beautiful and complex love story. I've been sitting with the ideas and the sort of vague concepts that I have around this book for a long time. And even before I started writing in earnest, I've always wanted to write a story about a place called The Archive. I don't, I don't know if that's like the title of this book or anything, so... I don't want to title this until it's done, but I do know that I want it to be a magical realism novel. And I do know that the archive is going to be that magical element ties together this person that I really wanted to be, this archivist. Uh, but it personifies it, it gives it a place. And I think I've turned over what it could be in my mind so many times it keeps changing but today it kind of clicked for me I thought I thought what if the archive is a place where you meet all of your past selves because all of these past selves of ours they all live inside of us still I'm going through these pictures of my past selves as a free 20-something with a career that I was really, really, really invested in. And I'm really brokenhearted. 
truly brokenhearted to leave her behind. I've been experiencing a lot of grief. When I look at these photographs of me dancing and laughing and really thriving and really living for myself and, um, and living for others but in a different way and living for my clients living for the people who trusted my vision the vision that I had of creating these family archives that began on their wedding day and, you know I pitched to them this I pitched to them this dream I pitched to them my dream The problem with that dream was that I forgot about my own. I thought my dream was to make other dreams, other people's dreams come true or be remembered, really. I didn't really leave room for my own change and my own growth and my own life and my own children that needed to come out of me physically course but in every way in every sense so maybe that's what the archive is maybe it's a place that we we can meet and see our past selves and as as a photographer that I used to be and that this character Sarah she and I are one one being so I'm, I'm saying goodbye to these past selves, these past selves of myself that I remember. The 20-something versions of myself, the teenage versions of myself, the five-year-old version of myself who was holding her baby brother in all of these photos, just beaming with pride. I want the archive to be a place where we can visit those people, those versions of ourselves, and possibly further back. How cool would it be to be able to go into the archive and meet the midwife version of myself? If it really is true, if I really was a midwife in a past life, 100 or 200, 300 years ago, can I meet her? in the archive? Can I touch her? Can I feel what she felt? Is the archive a place where those parts of us are safely stored, remembered? taken care of even is the archive a place we can go and meet every version of ourselves that we've ever been so that we can understand maybe a little bit better where we're going say thank you just see 
feel all these things I'm feeling now. To look back, to look to the past. Shake hands with it, shake hands with her. That would be pretty cool. So I'm gonna work on that. This recording that you've heard today was done on May 27th, 2021. The episode that you heard earlier called Big Magic, where the whole book came to me all at one time, um, happened three months later. So all that to say, I was re-listening to this episode, to this recording that I did, realizing that I guess I've always known (laughs) what I was going to do. It's all been connected. Um, But I did say that I have always been drawn to the idea of creating a place called the Archive, and it's connected to how I really thought I would be an archivist as a career, a title that I was sort of forcing, but maybe wasn't meant to be. I decided to title this episode The Photographer Writer, (laughs) really mourning the past life that I had as a photographer, but also inviting those emotions to inform my new life as a writer. And I'm practicing how I can observe myself in this process, how I can listen to these recordings that I've taken past versions of myself have taken and how every day I grow and every day I change and yet somehow I'm still both tied to the past and also moving forward into new versions of me of us every day I consider how who I've been in the past even a year or two years or three years or a hundred years ago have informed why I'm here and how I'm I'm even doing this at all and so I, I hope you can as you listen to this you can see that this whole concept of writing a book that's about past lives about how we could maybe meet versions of ourselves that we don't quite remember how we practice that every day How even now, in our present life, in the one that we have right now, we are still doing that. We are constantly evolving and constantly growing and changing and letting go of versions of ourselves that don't exist anymore. (laughs) It all makes sense to me (laughs) now that I listen to it this way. It does, it somehow does make sense to me that this is the book, this is the thing, this is the story that I'm meant to tell. I feel like I'm really on a roll. Feels good. (sighs) Next up, what is the archive? As in, like, how does it look? What lives there? 
how can I make a physical place out of a concept that's still a little bit nebulous? I'm gonna work on that next. What is the archive? It is with deep appreciation that I credit Logan McCurry, our editor, and Chris Manzi, our composer, for creating the audio adventure that you have heard today. Without them, I'd still be whispering quietly into a microphone and calling it done. Logan, Chris, and I are a little team with big ideas and we're doing our best to keep this podcast ad-free. So if this project speaks to you, we would ask that you head over to patreon.com slash Art and support us. Patreon, spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, is a crowdfunding platform that enables people like you to pay artists for their work. And in return, I'll be sending a little thank you gift in the mail whether that be a beautiful postcard created by my amazing designer, Shanaz, or a little botanical daydream frozen in my favorite medium, encaustic wax. Whatever you can give makes all of this possible. Please help us keep this project going without corporate sponsorship. It would be a real buzzkill. The link to that is in the show notes. Thank you again for being here, for sitting with me, in the abyss, and for helping me to share the story the way it's meant to be shared in a million little pieces. Thank you.